what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Exchange on The Mesh Podcast Network, a monthly conversation about startups, about small business, ideas, tools, and advice to help you operate your business more effectively. On today's show, it is a new year, and many of us make New Year's resolutions. And in business, it's often, how are we going to get more productive? How are we going to get more efficient? And we are here to help. Today, we have friend of the podcast and tech geek, Todd Lydon, with us to talk about productivity tips, apps, programs, other stuff that you might want to use to become more productive and efficient in 2024. Plus, we'll be highlighting some small businesses on our Small Business of the Month feature, businesses that you should be checking out. My name is Jeff Newville. I'm your co-host, director of the Manufacturing Solutions Center in Conover, North Carolina. I'm joined by my co-host, Gary Muller, who is Executive Dean of Economic Development and Corporate Education at Catawba Valley Community College in Hickory, North Carolina. Gary, how you doing? Jeff, thanks for that great introduction. Uh, doing really well. We had a great holiday. Hope everyone had a great holiday season. And we are actually feeling uh, that it is wintertime. It uh, is wintertime in North Carolina. In North Carolina. Yeah, there, we're, we're recording this in early January. There's a, a bad weather advisory, which means we'll get some rain. That's so, right. So, uh, yeah, if we go further up the East Coast, it could be nasty. And we're actually looking at uh, canceling or postponing classes because of the threat of a little bit of sleet. We bit are? Of snow. Yes, we are. I just On I, when? Well, we have classes on Saturdays. Still. Okay. Well, I, okay. Well, it won't affect too many people. But okay. We'll, all right. So uh, it no, does affect the people that are wanting to come to class. Oh, well. Yeah. That's okay. That's a good thing. All right. Well, you, you call us when we have no class, Gary. You want me to call yeah. in? Okay. Uh, <laughs> you mean you don't care because it's a Saturday? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm planning on hunkering down. I'm I get I'm get it. some firewood and uh, get ready to hunker down. So, do, Gary, do, do you make New Year's resolutions? I do. Can, is there anything that you I don't, can share? Yeah, one I told you before we got on, well, I'm going to stop well. doing stupid things so I don't hurt my back anymore. How's that going? So far, so good. But well. it's, what, the fifth? That's good. That's right. better than I usually last on my resolutions. Okay. Well, good for you. Well, yeah. I, I, I hope that uh, you're able to follow through on that one. Uh, me too. So does my family. Oh, good deal. <laughs> good deal. I'm not a good patient. Well, let's welcome our guest, yes. uh, you know, Todd Lydon, uh, who is with us and has been with us at the beginning of the year for the last several years. Todd, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. And Todd, uh, in the last year, you're, you are still a small business center director here in North Carolina, but you've moved to the largest small business center in our state, the Wake Tech Community College Small Business Center that's in Raleigh, Cary, I'm not totally sure, somewhere down in that part of the state. Congratulations, well, we, Todd. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we have, uh, we have sites all over Wake County. I'm at the Cary location. Um, of course, the original location is just south of Raleigh. So, and a uh, brand new, brand new location out in um, Wendell, which will be open in the fall. Um, and then bra just broke ground on another location that will basically replace where I'm at. Um, we're in rented space and we'll be moving into a new space um, going out towards Apex. Oh, sounds like, sounds like you will be of, busy. Yes. A lot of growth. If, I just, I do what they tell me to do and. And 
just try to keep 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 track of everything that's going on here. And and just to remind our our listeners, you know what you know in your role as small business center director, what sort of what sort of stuff do you do there? Well, I you know I think the best thing we do is get the lay of the land. I think that's one of the beauties of our our system is that we're unique to the areas we're at. So I went from one of the most rural locations where it was very different in terms of the audience and the needs to wake, which feels like I'm a huge microcosm of the entire state. We still have some of the same concerns, but then the ones that I've heard my counterparts talk about year in and year out. And so it's just a matter of knowing what folks need here. And I've spent the last year, it's crazy. I think it's almost been a year. Um, just learning. Uh, the beauty here is that there's so many great resources and so many uh, outside uh, partners to work with that uh, it really does make it easier because we do get, um, on average, about three direct requests a day um, coming in without even trying. <laughs> we don't advertise particularly hard. We don't um, market pretty, we don't have to market too hard and, and we get a lot of requests. And, and those requests are coming from folks who are starting businesses, looking for support guidance, probably money every now and then. Uh, mo- most of them are looking for money. It's usually, I would say uh, about two thirds at least, or their point is to get a business plan or something so that they can eventually go for funding of some sort. Yeah. And, and here in North Carolina, we are very fortunate to have resources like our, our small business center network, uh, where we've got small business centers at each community college throughout the state to, to help folks who are in startup mode or, or help existing small businesses. So, uh, uh, if you're in North Carolina, you should check, check them out at your local community college if you're looking for that sort of assistance. So appreciate the work that you do, Todd. Thank you. Well, I know you. I know you know the work. So uh, I've, I've 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 done some of that in my in a past life, but uh, it's it's uh, I'm appreciative of what you do, and you know and you know shockingly we don't bring you on the podcast uh, you know for your dashing good looks. We we bring you on the podcast because more more so than most people that we know, you seem to be keeping up with. Uh, tools and things that can help startups and small businesses and and uh, you know you're you're up to speed on various productivity things last year you were babbling about something called ai which you know gary and i had to google that's right found that it's it stands for artificial intelligence and uh, you know gary and i were taking copious notes on our yellow pads yes. and using our abacuses uh, to do calculations, but but it turns out you were onto something with this AI thing. I, I, I who knew? Who knew? Yeah. I mean, it was you know, and and I must say that even I use some Chat GPT. GPT. I, I hope I said that right. <laughs> yeah. Do some things, uh, you know, and played around with it a little bit, and and found some benefit to it. So very good. We'll drag you there too, Gary. You think so? Uh, we'll see. We'll try. We'll, we'll see. But uh, you know, we we Todd, we always like to to get your thoughts and perspectives on on tools, and you know, and and we we're talking a little earlier. It sounds like uh, you're still delving into the AI tools that might be. <clears throat> Uh, of assistance to startups and small businesses. So what's, what do you see on the radar for the coming year? 
Well, I mean, one of the things I did is I went back and looked because I keep this presentation and like we've talked about in the past, I can't, I kind of refresh it. There's not too much to refresh it in terms of, in fact, a couple of years ago, I remember we retired a couple of things because you'd ask me for a recommendation. Like we got a, we got a hall of fame of different tools and things that are still out there. Um, but the interesting thing with clients now is they still need those same types of tools and things that will help them get the jobs done. But the thing they have to be very aware of, and we were just getting into it last year and we started talking about this, because um, at that point, the the chat GPT-3 had only just been released a couple months beforehand and had started to make some headway. And then, of course, in the last year, I mean, it's it's become ubiquitous now that if you don't and that that's the thing of going back through some of the tools Did he swear at us ubiquitous oh. <laughs> not as far as you know you can look that one up later yeah <laughs> thank, thank sorry to throw you off todd thanks th- thanks for thanks for chat gpt for answering questions um but to look at what these things do because one of the interesting things we had when I first got here right out of the gate, I, I sat through a pitch where they basically went, we're a marketing firm and we want to incorporate AI into everything we do. And we need extra funding for that, which makes sense on the front end, but they were going to then up their rates and increase their stuff to, you know, and they couldn't explain how, what they were really looking at is getting the efficiencies in their own business by using AI through all their marketing that they do for other businesses, of course. Um, and so that's the thing that, that folks have to really understand is that there's a cost to any of them being added, whether it's to, uh, and that's the thing I wanted to take a look at real quick is that chat GPT, of course, at a free level, which is probably what you've used. I mean, otherwise it's about $20 a month for an individual to pop on and, and get their next level pro level, um, access is only really good in as much as it allows you to do certain things. Whereas, uh, and of course, Bing is built off of that. That's why Microsoft puts so much investment into it because all of their stuff. Now, if you go to Bing right there, there's a chat GPT search built into the, the search function now, and it'll do most of the things that you could do directly with chat GTP at the free level. And if, if you're not, if the tools don't have these, them baked into them where they can be, the, the, the software is already behind in essence. Um, especially if you're talking about things like composing emails, writing, uh, newsletters, anything with verbiage can be produced pretty quickly and easily, at least that, you know, you, if you've played with it at a template level and then to answer some basic questions, a couple of really good examples we used here was when we first started playing with it a little bit was putting in there as a small business advisor, develop a plan and we ran it through all the different, uh, the three major chat GPT. And then of course, Google changed the, the layout in the last year by, by unleashing what they call Bard. And now it's baked into all of their products, um, running it through that. And then the, the different um, AIs to ask the same question. Okay, put together a core business plan for this and see what the differences were. And they were all pretty about pretty much about the same, but it does reveal some of the differences and you can do some of the searches and see how um, 
Bard is a little bit different at a basic level than ChatGPT because it'll, it's actually still linked to the internet functionally. So, for example, one of the things I asked it to do was to, how would we improve the SEO of our small business center network website? And they both came up with about the same recommend, list of recommendations, but Bard, because it was actually attached to the internet, made direct suggestions with websites and other things that you could do that ChatGPT, because it's not at that basic level connected to the internet, would do. So you're saying Bard Bard was getting more specific or more customized mm-hmm. suggestions for your specific website as opposed to just have more links or do this or do that. Yeah, again, it had, it it produced very similar results in terms of the recommendations, but then it got it, and it's also way more conversational right out of the gate. It acts like it knows you way too quickly, <laughs> and, that's, and that's the thing to remember about most of these is that it's about adapting to learning you and your needs as you use it more and more often. So if you have a specific account, that's why it saves the conversations. So it now has memory of conversations with you asking how you ask things and what you're trying to ask, right? Um, So that's why that's the benefit for anything that is in this administrative uh, text to uh, speech or speech to text. So for example, one of the things I tested out um, when you reminded me you wanted to do this was I ran the podcast through one of the summarizer sites. And there's a ton of those now. You've probably seen and probably had offers for a lot of these podcast summary sites where for a minimal cost, they'll go in and produce a summary, produce the show notes, and basically they're just producing a transcript and then analyzing that transcript. Right. Well, we think that we're working with a human producer, but we don't know that for sure. We're sort of behind the curtain like I, so we, don't, we're not, we, we can't confirm We haven't this. seen him. Yeah, yeah. We haven't seen him lately, but we think he's still kicking. <laughs> but see, that's, that's, one of the, that's one of the great things about anything like this where it's so much easier now. You run the audio through. It pulls a transcript that's, you know – probably 98% correct. And then it can then easily summarize it into some quick and dirty notes, which is perfect for things like if you have long meetings, you know, anything where you want to retain. So we're almost at a point where we could be recording calls with clients and then have an easier way of uh, summarizing them. Or you could do that for yourself, you know, for any sort of business. Okay. Well, well, that's. Uh, I mean, I I've been using it more on if if I need to do a new job description or something like that, then mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's been yeah, pretty it's good. good. Yeah, it's been good. I mean, it's sort of given me something that you know, eighty percent I can work with. Um, I have to do a little tweaking, mm-hmm. but it does it does a lot of the work for I'd me. So that's a time saver. It's a time saver. Yeah, that productivity, right? That's it. That's there the whole go. point. Is that and if. And what I keep reminding folks is that almost everything you're using now should or doesn't, it should have it baked in without much additional cost because uh, most of it is predicated on a volume in, volume out in terms of the the, the analysis of the verbiage, right? So um, it's like ints of a penny going in versus, you know, what it, what it produces for you. So you have to remember that that's part of the, you make a simple request that says, hey, provide me a job description. And then it's going out and taking every conversation it's had on that subject 
and then producing and reproducing based on, and then of course you get to tweak it. You get to say, no, I want this to be more sophisticated or sound more professional or change the tone. I think we talked about it last time. One of my favorite things I learned last year was that ChatGPT was programmed to be male. So, but it didn't know why. <laughs> so, I mean, we could ask Chat GPT, you know, its gender, and they, that's what it would tell us. Well, no, yeah, and what they found was those that you could ask for specific examples and say, you know, produce something in a particular voice, and then the the how the voice would change if you said produce this as a as a woman would do it. So, like, if Gary or I had, uh, like, our wife's birthday coming up or something and we wanted to write some sort of romantic poem, this might be a good uh, resource for us. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good to know. Oh, yeah. Good to know. That's Make right. no Valentine's Day is Eric, coming up, too. It's coming up. Um, I could be a hero. But, Probably I mean, what this not. is coming down to, and you've seen, is that it's really coming down to the new skill that people have to have is the prompting, is that being able to, and that's where I think, and I haven't delved in enough yet to figure out, I've done some preliminary stuff to figure out how to ask the right types of questions, especially if you're going to produce uh, more complicated things like uh, visuals, et cetera, right? Um, but prompting is that skill that they're going to be talking about that's going to, it's going to replace some of the administrative backend. So it's going to be like, okay, how do you produce the best job description? How do we make sure that it's a, uh, it's saying what we want it to say the way we want it to say it? Well, that's interesting. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I know that, uh, you know, something, something Gary's always brought up in terms of when we, when he talks to local businesses in terms of the needs that they've got from the workforce, it's always been soft skills and mm -hmm. communication skills and, I'm wondering when we're going to start hearing them say prompting. We need we need people we need better prompting for AI. Well, I mean, if you look at some of the the data from late last year, I mean, uh, a lot of the job descriptions that were coming out, in particular, with certain things, were the capability to do. They they may not have said it as prompting, but to have some knowledge of how to use AI in yeah. different softwares. So that's where I tell folks make sure that. What you're currently using or thinking of using, if it has it, what can you do with it? And so that's why when we get back to, you know, Microsoft, the, their stuff, and they just uh, put out the app for what they're calling Copilot, which is going to be baked into all of the Microsoft software. Um, you can download an app, but I mean, basically, if you've gone on to Word or any of the, the traditional you know, software stuff in office, those kind of things. It's got the, the AI little thing there where now it'll give you prompts to go, okay, do you want to say it this way or that way? It starts learning what you're doing and it will start asking you how you want to update those things. So Microsoft has it. Bard obviously is the Google version of that. So on the, on the software side, you've got their version of it. And of course, if you use Gmail, I mean, they've been doing this for months now where basically it will help you build out your email much better than you could. You could, you could ask within Gmail, hey, write me an email for this purpose and it'll do it for you. 
at least again, as the start point, and then you have to tweak it. But as you use it more and more often, it learns what your needs are and will do it within the voice that you're, you end up using and addressing things that way. So, so, so these are the, you know, the sound like the meat and potatoes and the primary platforms that, uh, you know, these major companies, Microsoft, uh, Google, whatnot, are, are, are using and, and making available to us. Are there other, other uh, platforms or apps or tools that uh, you're seeing that you're encouraging or, or suggesting that some of your small businesses or entrepreneurs work with uh, to, to help their businesses? Well, I mentioned last time, and I've done this almost every time since I try to keep these updated as well, which is the places where you can search for the latest and greatest, but also stuff that's just been around for a while. And I mentioned last time, Futurepedia and AI tools directory are kind of where the AI ones are being pushed and promoted. There's a new one now, which I think it's only within the last couple of months. It's called There's an AI for That. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> literally the website is there's an AI for that. Um, and you can do a search on, you know, what, and again, the people are just basically uh, taking an old concept and usually just kind of tweaking it with the AI being a huge component of it. Um, so you can find those things there. But if you even go back to some of the older ones, which are basically, I think I've recommended them in the past, like get app is a good one for doing comparative searches on software that exist. And then they have an AI category or ones that ask, you know, how much more does it cost if it has the AI component? Um, the other one I like for that is called beta list. Um, so those are really good for like trying to find the things that are currently out there and what they're what's being done with them but i like i said i would dare say if you've got something i'd take a look at it because one that we've talked about a lot in the past that they jumped on board pretty quick in the last year was canva which fantastic marketing tool most small businesses um will even pay for that product because it's such a good product for doing their social media and creating designs all that kind of stuff they've even baked into it a you know their version different ai products for developing images as well as helping with some of the verbiage those kind of things so looking at what already exists and how you can take advantage of it is I think really important for folks to take a look at Um, ones that we've been considering in our realm, which I thought if you wanted to take a look at, because I've I've been kind of impressed with what they do is I think I'm, I don't know if I mentioned it last time, but validator AI had been around for a little while and it's like, let's test a, let's uh, you put in your business idea and it'll kick out a, a short form analysis of the concept you know, so even if it's, uh, we've tested it. The one I tested with, I have, uh, moving to a place with infinite number of apartment complexes. Um, and I love trivia. So I thought, well, wouldn't it be great if you could market a trivia night to the apartment complexes, you know, bars and breweries, places like that always do that, but keeping people right where they're at, they don't have to travel. If you go, I thought I put that into it and it was very interesting. Like I mentioned, I did it with a couple of different AIs. Um, Bard did the exact same thing. I like I mentioned earlier, it had a more robust answer. 
very similar to ChatGPT, but then I put it into this validator and a couple others and got very similar results, but a way more expansive thing, at least as a start off point. Again, and of course, it's like most of these things, a freemium because it'll let you get bits and pieces because it doesn't cost much. But then if you really want to get anything out of it, they've got to pay for the computing power. The other one that was very similar that we've been testing over the last couple of months is called VentureKit.ai. Very similar. Um, what I liked there is it produces a SWOT analysis mm-hmm. um, that's at least at the freemium level very useful. So I thought that was great too. Um, the other one I've been very impressed with, um, and I, I, I haven't looked at the costing because thankfully we get it through the school, is Adobe is up their game with all of the AI stuff. You've probably seen the commercials um, using the 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 generative AI to update. You could take a picture and tweak it and do all sorts of crazy things with it that you used to have have to have all these skills with Adobe being taught to you. But now you could basically say, you could tell it to, well, take that part of the picture out, put, put something else in and tweak it or generate something wholly different, you know? Um, so Adobe has been fantastic. They got, uh, I think it's called Firefly is the one that's the experimental version, but then their creative cloud stuff has all these different things in it. I'm not sure if it's cost effective for a small business, but what I do recommend those is that if you've got people that you're paying for these things, who we talked about before is that if they're talking about increasing their prices, they're getting all these different things that you've been paying for, whether it's copy, um, copywriting services or marketing services or any sort of audiovisual stuff. There's so many more shortcuts now that the providers have that, you know, they should, they, their efficiency should be passed on to you. So if their, their costs are going up, it's going in the wrong direction. <laughs> so something to keep in mind. So, so when, when the marketing or PR or social media, the company that you've been working with is uh, coming with the annual price increase, it's time to push back. I mean, it depends on what the needs are, but yeah, I mean, I would think that, you know, especially if it's like, we're going to do a whole site redesign and new, new graphics, new, this, new, that, and they're not doing anything too pers- too spectacular. One of my favorites, um, because visual stuff's tough for AI. You've probably, if you've experimented with it all, it, it can't handle the verbiage within the pictures and it'll screw up humans for some reason. But one of my favorites is this site, um, ideogram. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, it's, um, it's ideogram.ai. Um, as a, as a, I've actually worked with a couple of clients who asked, like, I need an example. And they were, we ran some of their concepts through and they got some really decent results as a starting off point for producing a logo uh, because it's real tough for it to do things between the abstract and realistic. But this one does a really good job. I was impressed. Okay. So good deal. So now, now you're, you, know, you we have all these tools out there. I mean, there are probably some small businesses that um, might be listening up to us that do marketing or offer social media. I mean, are, you know what? You know who's at risk out there, or when are we going to be replaced by the bots, Todd? What's uh, you know what, uh, what what are the risks out there as as you start to play with some of this AI stuff? 
I, I think I think the interesting thing is it's a tool just like anything else. And while it makes all of these types of jobs easier, it doesn't replace the fact that you still have to have, um, you know, people doing actual things. You know, it's um, it, it's interesting. I, I know people are really afraid of it. And I do think in certain cases there are places where because the efficiencies found are meaning you can cut back on the number of administrative support positions or some of these marketing and uh, copywriting positions. But at the end of the day, you still need a human that's going to review it because number one, the AI can give you false information. It can give you um, stuff that isn't particularly pertinent. And in other cases, I think the other concern down the line is going to be, especially if you look at the, the copyright and trademark issues that you're starting to see arise when, you know, we could create a Jeff bot pretty easily where it looks and sounds like you. Oh yeah. We can, we can, we can, we can replace a, uh, you know, we can do a Jeff bot that can look and sound like you um, to make sure though, that it's not being, you know, done in a way that Jeff doesn't want it done. (laughs) That wouldn't know. that wouldn't leave much. Yeah, to it. No. I mean, uh, you know, there's, I have a whole dark side that I really don't show to the internet. You know, that's, I try to keep that uh, you know, pretty close. So, you know, anyway, anyway, well, well we, that's another podcast you know, show. That's, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the dark side one. of Jeff Newell. Yeah, <laughs> get a couple listeners, but anyway, <laughs> um, well, well. Todd, uh, any other any other thoughts as uh, we sort of wrap up our uh, our updates here? Well, like I said, I, w- I would the, the key thing I would remind folks is to go back to their tools, whether it's you know the ones they already have or if they're looking at it, and to figure out what does it add to the to the functionality of it. Like I said, we were looking back at some of the um, you've got it to a point now where you can work in spreadsheets. And it can do some of the functions that used to take people years to learn. And now you can just ask it to do that and not create the, you know, this long, it's not, you know, so it's, it's efficiencies, productivity, it's not replacing, you know, but in, 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 in any industries we've seen many over, over millennia now, when you get that, it doesn't necessarily mean you know, jobs are gone. It just means there is a cutback to the need for the numbers. So, um, well, I think it also does impact the sort of skill sets that uh, people might be looking for, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's just familiarity with, with AI or, or, or whatnot. I mean, you know, to some degree, you know, from a manufacturing perspective, you know, there, you know, there are, there's, many jobs that have been traded out for automation and you know it's it's really you know the same model of mm-hmm. uh, uh things advancing and and skill sets changing and, and you know so time marches on some mm-hmm. jobs go exactly. away other jobs are being created that's right right exactly so Todd, it is, it is always a, a pleasure. You, you know, sometimes you make us think and our heads hurt a little bit, but that is okay. <laughs> yeah, we like that. You know, so you're, you're making a, you're expanding our, our thoughts here. So that's, that's good. We always, uh, we always like to do our, uh, our lightning round and, and ask you to participate. It, you know, I've diligently worked 
not using AI to come up with some new <laughs> questions, um, but maybe I should be using AI. I don't know. We'll see how they match up. But uh, you ready to uh, you ready to join us for a quick lightning round? As ready as I can be. All right. Well, this uh, this month's lightning round round is sponsored by Globo Gym. Do you need to lose some weight and get in shape? You should go to someone else's gym. But if you already look good, you go to Globo Gym. You should check them out on the internet. So we've got some quick answers. Don't overthink it, Todd. Uh, first off, what is your favorite cartoon character? Um. Bugs Bunny. Sweet, salty, or sour? Salty. Are we talking snacks or your disposition? <laughs> Probably both. <laughs> if you were an Olympic athlete, what sport would you compete in? If I were in an Olympic, uh, <laughs> um, is there competitive chair sitting? <laughs> yeah, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna let that one pass. Uh, here, this one. Let me know what you think about this one. If you had to delete all but three apps from your smartphone, which apps would you keep? Oh wow, that's a. Um. Do I? Uh, ooh, wow, that's tough. Um. This might not be a good lightning round question. <laughs> no, this is not a good lightning round. Not for thoughts. That, that does require some thoughts. The three that would probably stay no matter what is uh, <clears throat> Gmail or an email app of some sort. Um, that one gets used more than any others. Um, do, do we count the phone or do we count the camera or the built-in ones that have no, to be No, we're not going to count the camera. We're not going to count the phone option, but something that you might have had to download. Something that has to be done. Um, yeah. Shoot. Uh, probably the different browsers. That's the other one because you can do a lot with depending on which one's there. And then hmm, probably just whatever I got for photos. Okay. Yeah, Gary, Gary's looking at his phone. Trying I don't to have three apps. What he would get rid of. <laughs> I don't know. I only have two. Uh, Gary, has a, Gary has a flip phone. No, no right. I'm kidding. He's, but anyway, uh, last question for you, Todd. What, yeah. is your, what is your spirit animal? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, always, I always go with the fox. The fox? Yep. Okay. That's a good one. That's, All right. good. All right. well, that's what my name means. It's Todd? Yeah. Okay. I didn't I didn't know that. All right. Uh well, Todd, it is always a pleasure. We always ha enjoy having you on uh and and look forward to talking with you uh more than once a year, but uh if people want to find you and and the uh, Wake Tech uh, small business center, where should they be looking? Well, as I always say, if you just google Todd Lydon, you're usually going to find me. There's still only one other guy in Minnesota, I think it is, that that shares my name that pops up even hardly at all but um and i'm on all the socials so i mean um, I, I just tell folks if you can't find me you're just not looking all right well it's Lyden with the l-y-d-e-n so if you're yes, looking sir. for todd that's uh, uh do some googling and and you'll find them out there so it's it's always a pleasure and, and i think you can probably also uh, google wake tech small business center and uh, find some of the good works that todd is doing out there as well so uh Appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, we always like to uh, wind up uh, by giving a shout out or highlighting some some businesses that we might have come across. Todd, anything that you want to uh, throw out to us uh, uh, this uh, go around? 
Yeah, I've uh, I I we ran to the beach over the the break, and on the way back stopped in Burgaw, which most people are probably not familiar with because it's a little town off of forty, uh, just north of Wilmington, and they've done some really good things. A guy who used to be a tech guy, sorry, uh, tech guy, he uh, has done a lot of investing in the town and created both a pizza place and we stopped at Burgaw Brewing, which was the second um, uh, business that he helped fund there. Um, it was a really great little location in their downtown, great food. And then what he's done is, is started a competition for a third, which I guess is going to come online ne- this, this year sometime, I think um, called own your own. And there's going to be his third. He did a whole competition. Um, it was really interesting to learn about. Um, but Burgaw Brewing was really good. Nice little place there if you're, you're heading down 40 towards Wilmington or coming back. Okay. Sounds good. Very good. Gary, what uh, what do you got uh, this, this month? Mine's one we talked about uh, in our production meeting in the last month. And it's not a small business, but it's new to North Carolina. At least it's new to me. And they moved into Mooresville, and I think they've been in, they're in a couple other places. Parts. It's called the Habit Burger Grill. Todd, have you heard of it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's started in Santa Barbara, California, many years ago, but it's basically stayed out west. But they are now venturing into North Carolina, of which Mooresville was one. Great burgers, great fries, great salads. Great desserts. You know me. I'm a junk food addict. So it, this is, but it's really good. Has a little bit of that California high price, but it is good quality. So I, I recommend people going through Mooresville. I think they may have one in Raleigh and in Charlotte area. So okay. What's the name of it again? Uh, the Habit. H A B I T. Okay. Burger Grill. The Habit Burger. Or just Grill. the Habit. You know, our listeners, uh, our longtime listeners, must think you weigh three hundred pounds because uh, <laughs> you, you, know, you, you really, uh, you really call out the food. You know, fact that is, that's you, in, right up my. Uh, you're, you're pretty damn skinny for a guy that I stress uh, it off. That uh, uh, you know seems to enjoy the food. Oh, by much. the way, they do have good milkshakes and malts. Okay, I mean, I'll I'll take your word for it. All right, <laughs> so I'm going to give a shout out to a company called. Uh, the battery exchange, uh, battery with the, the letter X change. Uh, it's actually a business uh, that I found out about when I attended the NC Idea Summit uh, this year, this no- past November in, in Raleigh. But uh, it was started by two fraternity brothers at Winston-Salem State University here in North Carolina, Desmond Wigan and Aubrey Yaboa who uh, they were actually studying in China one semester. Their phones ran out of juice. They were stuck in in a country where they did not speak the language and weren't sure how they were going to get back to their campus. Ultimately, they figured it out. But it struck an idea of like, uh, you know, it's a relatively common problem where people run out of uh, battery power and they're not always carrying around a cord or they might not have access to an outlet. So they came came up with a business idea where they are creating kiosks where you can get a charger and it's got cords or different phones. So you can charge your Android phone or your Apple phone or whatnot from it. 
Uh, and the business side, they've created these kiosks. They're in Charlotte, North Carolina. They're on campus at Winston-Salem State, and they're looking at various campuses and public places to put these kiosks. You can actually uh, get a charger for four hours for free. They make their money by doing advertising on their kiosk and getting paid for the advertising there. So uh, you, know, you do have to use their app, and I think there will be some charge if you don't actually return the battery, but uh, you, you'll have four hours to use it. So uh, interesting business model. Mm -hmm. uh, they've received some grants to help uh, scale it, uh, but you can check them out at www.batteryxchange.co and uh, give it a look and uh, you know, and we'll see how they progress, but uh, just a, a cool, interesting idea mm -hmm. there. So. Anyway, thank you, Todd, for joining us today. Uh, we, you always, uh, uh, you're always a great way to start off our new uh, our new season of the Entrepreneur Exchange. And uh, this is great learning about AI. Yeah, you know, we're, you're you're going to drag uh, Gary and I to the future, into the future, despite our screaming and complaining. Or, or, or we might just replace you. I mean, I don't know. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it could be our last season. Uh, with this may not people. even be Todd. Yeah, you know. <laughs> maybe not. We want to thank our friends at the Mesh Podcast Network. Uh, if you go to the mesh.tv, you can see all the podcasts that they're doing with some everything from sports, comedy, uh, public interest, business. So check out the mesh.tv. And uh, we wish everybody a, a safe and prosperous 2024. And we'll look forward to talking with you again next month. Take care. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.